It's time for Money for Lunch, where we feed your brain and your business with supersized portions of business and financial news. Now your host, Bert Martinez. Boom, shakalaka. Welcome to Money for Lunch. It's good to have you here, my friends. Thank you so much for joining us. Today on the show, Norm Blumenthal, Norm Blumenthal, attorney for workers and consumers. But first, let's get to the quote of the day. The quote of the day, if everyone is moving forward together, then success takes care of itself by Henry Ford. If everyone is moving forward together, then success takes care of itself. All right, let's get the party started. Norm Blumenthal, attorney for workers and consumers, selected as one of the top attorneys in Southern California. In 2017, Norm was inducted and recognized as one of America's most trusted lawyers in employment law. Norm Blumenthal is a regular contributor here on Money for Lunch. Norm Blumenthal, welcome back. All right, Bert. Nice to be back. Nice to talk to you. And uh, I want to pick off kind of where we uh, left off last time. When we talked about the uh, system in the United States being an adversary system and that basically in terms of labor, which is, is my interest, it, the adversary system is between management and labor. And management is generally represented by Republicans and labor is generally represented by uh, Democrats. So, so the question is when you vote, who do you vote for and why is voting important because laws matter and we are a country of laws not men and if or women and the laws that we enact have repercussions and the people that are appointed to the courts who interpret the laws have repercussions and what's happening now is all the labor laws that um, are favorable to labor to the workers are being eroded by the Republican majority in the Supreme Court. And so as the interpretation of these laws and the inability of the federal government to pass any laws to protect labor. The case in point we've talked about for years, Bert, is arbitration. What we have now in this country is mandatory arbitration for all labor. So when you get a job, more than likely, everybody out there is going to have to sign an agreement to waive all of their rights to go to court, to waive all their rights to a jury, and to be sent to an arbitrator who is in a group that is selected by the employer, where there's no attorney that's going to represent you because your individual case is too small. You'll be denied the right to bring a class action. You'll be denied the right to bring a group action or a representative action, and you'll be on your own. You'll even be denied the right to go in the state that you're in before the labor commissioner in that state to protect your interests. So that's how bad it's become with the epic decision um, in the the, uh, U.S. Supreme Court where There's a law in the books in the National Labor Relations Act that says that employees have the right to join together to um, protect themselves 
uh, and, uni- and unified themselves to protect themselves against management. This all came out in the 30s as a result of the Depression. That This court, this Republican court, interpreted that law as, as to be trumped by the Federal Arbitration Act for reasons unknown. And so, therefore, that law is, is not there to protect you anymore. Uh, the, there's no unions that are out there except for uh, public employees. So there's no unions to protect you. The only thing that can protect the employees out in, in this country is with their vote. And their vote should be for the candidate that's pro-labor. And more than likely, that vote is going to be for a Democrat because the Republicans are uniformly for management, as we, we've seen over this last period of, of three-odd years of what's happening um, in, in Washington. So, what, And it's gone one step further. There used to be you had the right in one of the carve-outs was the uh, employ, uh, retirement plans, right. that if, you're, if your em- employer took money wrongfully from you through excess fees, and that's what, how they do it. Um, we had a case uh, years ago where we represented all of the um, um, United States uh, it, uh, officers um, in, where they were uh, cheated by a company um, that uh, charged a 50% commission. And actually that case went, um, it was so outrageous that the uh, legislature, the House and the Congress unanimously passed a law outlawing those type of commissions. Well, those days are over. If you're being going to be charged a, a commission, it, and it'll be through some company, and you'll very have very difficult time figuring it out. Uh, these excess fees, you're on your own. You can't even begin to hire an expert. I can tell you from the ERISA cases that I've had the. Uh, retirement cases I had, it's very difficult to ferret out where this money comes from. It's not obvious. And it comes from you. And in the end of the day, instead of having all your money working for you and growing for your retirement, every year they'll be siphoning off a percentage of it that will never be able to grow for you. And now ERISA, the courts have held, uh, is covered by uh, arbitration. So part of your arbitration, uh, you're going to sign away your rights, is the right to bring a group action, a class action, uh, in court to protect yourself in, in terms of your retirement. So they, the Republicans in management have managed to chip away all of the rights of, of employees, not only to protect themselves from uh, um, having to um, work overtime, having to uh, without pay, uh, missing meal breaks without pay, uh, missing rest breaks um, completely, uh, not being uh, classified correctly in terms of, of their right to overtime. All these things and, and uh, sexual harassment, um, discrimination, all of these issues, wrongful termination that you have in an employment setting now, basically you won't be able to bring a class action you'll be on your own. Yeah, and and just for for those of uh for those of us who don't understand the the ramifications of this, I, let me see if I have this right. With this arbitration clause, as you just said, you're you're 
you're in it by yourself. Uh, and, and depending on the case, uh, most lawyers aren't going to get involved. If, if they do get involved, it's probably going to be a, a very expensive um, as opposed to uh, being able to represent a class of people that are being affected uh, <clears throat> by the same wrongdoer, this is a big win for the employer or for labor and, and uh, you know, a big loss for working class tips. Yeah, this is a, a there's no win for labor here. It's, this is just a big win for the employer um, across the board because you can't bring a class action. You're not going to be able to find an attorney. First of all, you can't afford an attorney to take on an individual case, number one. Number two, uh, if an attorney is going to take it on, it's going to be on a contingent fee basis, and there's not enough money involved in these individual cases, with the exception of, of um, some sexual harassment and discrimination cases, you know, which are, are you know, onesies and twosies. There's not going to be enough involved where the employee is where the attorneys are going to want to take it on so you're on your own and further you can't even go to the labor commissioner in your state because this this law that's been interpreted so widely to arbitration that it trumps the ability to get protection from the labor commissioners and in the states these labor commissioners they, they're just left with no funding and very little power and they can't go against the employers that are cheating to compete. And we've talked about this. This is an issue in, from a management standpoint of fear and greed. And if the management ha and the management's counsel have no fear of being prosecuted for wrongdoing, then the greed sets in whereby management says, well, our, our downside is so small. You know, why don't we just have everybody work through lunch? And, uh, you know, we can get an extra half hour of work out of them and, and that, have them meet at their desk and work at the same time. What's the big deal? And because uh, most of it's desk work, you know, or, and so, we'll, so uh, okay, so one of them brings a lawsuit. We don't have to worry about the government agencies because they'll be overwhelmed because when one company does it, then another company does it. It's a snowball right. effect. And if, if there's no fear, if there's no fear of, of for example, if you're going, to, you know, you have a stop sign, I bet everybody going to work, there's a stop sign where no, there's not very much traffic. Well, you learn over the time, you know, I can just breeze through the stop sign because there's no fear of getting a ticket for that one. Right. You know, because nobody's ever there, or speeding, and you know there's no radar traps. It's on and on. It's it's a mental uh, state that you get in, and what happens here is there's just no fear of repercussions from violating the law, and it's all greed. And what ends up happening is is the companies that say, you know, I don't care if, about being prosecuted. I'm going to follow the law, and I'm going to make sure that my employees all get their 30-minute uh, uh, uninterrupted uh, lunch break with, with, you know, away from work and, and can take some time off and their two-minute-a-day uh, um, uh, rest breaks where they can, you know, make some phone calls and talk to their kids and make sure everything's all, all right. Those kind of things, I'm going to comply with the law. Well, guess what? If you comply with these laws, then the other companies are cheating to compete. They've got the edge on you. 
So it's a, it's a snowball effect, and when people hear that other companies are getting away with it, it's a snowball effect, and more companies start to do it. There's insufficient uh, ability for states to prosecute these claims. Yeah, you know, uh, and again, this is one of those situations where a lot of people may think, hey, well, you know, this is 2019. We're almost at 2020. Employers uh, don't do some of these things, and it's just not true. You've been doing this uh, your your entire career, and you know what employers do. Uh, you mentioned several of them. You know, they cheat people on their on their breaks. Uh, they they misclassify employees so they don't have to pay them overtime and the list you know it's it's a huge list of of wrongdoings that employers do because they know they can get away with it that's right and that when they know they can get away with it and if they don't do it they won't be in the management job there for very long because the company is is concerned about the bottom line and and, and I'm talking about big companies now this is just this doesn't just it, this snowball effect is going to be across the board for every company out there because there's it's open season on workers, and that's what we're seeing across the board. And it, unless people get out there and vote for for candidates that are pro labor, that are going to protect them, then they're going to ha- suffer these repercussions because the the what ends up happening is the, the, the judges on the Supreme Court who basically rule the entire country have interpreted yeah. these laws so one-sidedly that there's no ability, literally no ability to bring a class action right now in this country. And in California where I practice, there's a law called the private attorney general act. And this was passed in 2004 because the state of California didn't have any money the labor commissioner couldn't prosecute any claims. They just were too small. So they said, okay, we're going to allow individuals to bring other, what would otherwise be state claims for penalties against these uh, in- employers who, who violate the laws. And it's had a great effect in California. California now, nobody in California, no employer in their right mind would be advised to cheat to compete in California because there's so many private attorney generals like myself, attorneys out there that are willing to, to take on, take them on and collect these penalties that there's, there's too much fear out there for them. But what's happening is, is now the attack is, is starting in California to get rid of the private attorney general act through referendum. They're going to try to convince the electorate. Oh, this is just money for the attorney, attorneys, which is not true. It's, it's hundreds of millions of dollars go to the state. And in return, a lot of these companies, when they settle, I should say not a lot, most of these companies, if not all, change their practices because they don't want this to happen to them again. So the employees get the benefit of, of that effect. And they also now they have a position where – they hear about this and they can go as a group and bring individual actions in arbitration to counteract the uh, the inability to bring class actions. So that's what's what's happening in California now. There's going to be an attack on what we have here, which is the, kind of the last bastion, is the Private Attorney General Act. But that's the kind of thing in a progressive state 
in a, a blue state, that other states can pass that type of law that can do a, a, a go-around of the uh, federal Supreme Court and keep the playing field even. Yeah, you know, it's going to be interesting to see because I really expect that the uh, private, uh, the PAGA, the, the private attorney, who is it? Private Pri- Private Attorney General Act. Yeah, uh, is going, you know, I expect other, uh, what do you call it, states to pick that up as well because it, it helps, it helps everybody. It helps the state, it helps the employees. And it does help uh, hold the uh, employers accountable. And I expect New York to pick it up next. Yeah. You know, it, it's, it's, something, it's a win-win-win for everybody. It's a win for the government because they collect revenues. It's a win for the government because they don't have to hire a bunch of bureaucrats to do this. That it, It's done by private individuals. It's a, a win for the employees because it stops the uh, company in its tracks and it gives them access to an attorney who can handle their individual claims as a group once this process starts rolling. And it, it's, it's a win for the economy because now we have an even playing field. California's, since 2004, we've been booming. And California, one of the reasons is, is we have the Private Attorney General Act that keep that make sure that employees are not paying the wages under the table or under minimum wage, those kind of things. I mean, that was what was existing or classifying people as independent contractors, you know, that's happening across the board with Uber and Lyft and illegally. So the uh, company doesn't have to pay its fair share of taxes. That'll all go away because of the private attorney general act in all these states. So if you get a, a, a Democratic uh, ha- uh, House and Senate in your state, that's the kind of law that can be passed. It's a very good law, and it's, it should be passed in in other states. In California, we also just passed a law where we're trying to do an end run on the um, Arbitration Act, whereby employees can not be forced to sign as an arbitration agreement as a condition of employment. And there's uh, that'll go through the court system, but the, the hope is, is, is that that'll be held constitutional. I don't hold out that much hope because of the complexion of the uh, um, United States Supreme Court. But the argument is, is that there is no arbitration agreement, so how can you send somebody to arbitration because they didn't sign one? The idea being when you go to work for a company, they have to make arbitration not mandatory as a condition of of employment, but optional. So you actually are told that you're giving up your right to a jury trial. You're giving up your right to join with others and bringing a class action. You're giving up a right to to have an attorney uh, represent you uh, in a group action. uh, All these things are explained and that and that if you don't sign the arbitration agreement you still have a job um the way it is now if you don't sign the arbitration agreement you won't have a job and, and yeah remember the good old days when employers employers just cared about hiring a good quality employee and that's what they were looking for as opposed to all this uh gamemanship 
Right, and it all goes, of course. You know, this is the comes back to the adversary system. Basically, it's it's you know getting the edge on your competition, and that's what it's coming down to. Is it's it's a pendulum, and when it swings both ways, and the more leeway that management has to cheat to compete, the more they're going to take advantage of it to do that. So the idea is is that. We have to create some fear uh, in management that they won't cheat to compete. And that's, that's the whole concept of PAGA, Private Attorney General Act, and class actions. Is It's much easier to steal a dollar from a million people than to steal a million dollars from one person. Yeah. And so the idea here is, look, I'm just going to cheat my employees you know, on their ERISA plan, on their retirement plan, on their um, meals, on their rest breaks, on their on their overtime. I'm just going to cheat them all a little bit because they have no right to, to any group action. So I can just, just cheat them a little bit. Now the, com- the bottom line of the company will be much better, and uh, that will be good for the company, and, uh, and, you know, they'll still have a job. And so that's the way management st- uh, thinks about this instead of having any fear, and the only fear that's going to be created is, well, you know, one employee could go call an attorney and bring a class action. Those days don't exist in this country anymore, anywhere, anytime, any place. It doesn't exist because of yeah. the arbitration agreements. And, and I, want, I want to talk about this a, a little, uh, just for a few seconds here, and that is, there is a lot of propaganda out there, and that's what it is, you know, that, that uh, and you kind of alluded to it, that attorneys are going to make all this money and, 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 and that arbitration is just a way of reducing uh, legal costs. And that's partly true, but it's also a way of reducing people's rights. Uh, and and uh, the thing that a lot of people forget is all the good that has been brought about from class action lawsuits from uh, honest honesty and advertising to uh, vehicles being safer to uh, drugs being safer and the list can go on class action lawsuits have a massive impact on our society it's not just about the money it's about the harm that is being done yeah it's, and it, you're right and it's both you know, I've collected hundreds of millions of dollars for my employees that we've represented over the years. And uh, all these employees, and some of these checks are in the tens of thousands of dollars for each for right. for the uh, abuse that, that that has been taken. So it's not – these aren't security claims where there's, you know, pennies on the dollar. These are real claims where the the, the courts check this now, in, in uh, and they look for the uh, – whether it's fair, reasonable, and adequate, the class action settlement. And in California, the courts look, okay, your damage total was, um, you know, uh, $10 million. You're not going to be able to settle that case for for anything less than $2.5 million. They're going to want to see at least 25% of of that money collected uh, in a settlement. And at the same time, you're going to want to see that the employers change their practice. And when one hear, one employer hears about another competitor getting hit, 
What's the first thing he's going to do? Change his practice. So it's not just the person that gets uh, hit, the employer. It's across the board with the competition. Fear and greed. That's the motivating factors of, of companies, which is fine. But in an adversary system, what's ended up happening is all the fear is being taken out of the system by laws in the states where there can't be a class action, which have now been extended to retirement accounts where you can't sue a retirement account in a class action for breach of fiduciary duties in taking too much money for their their overhead and fees. You know, right now there's you know most funds are are they don't charge you anything. You know, it's a, the costs are built into the into the the trades, but that's going to all change, and and they're going to be now the the fight will be on to get. Um, em- employers to pick um, these funds not on the basis of who charges the least, which is their fiduciary duty, but on the basis of who kicks back the most. Right. That, that's what you're going to see because there's no more fear. It's all greed. It's that. And when if you re- if you think about that as an employee, and you just say, look, I have to elect a Democrat because I got to put a little bit more fear in the minds of management in this adversary system so they don't cheat to compete and my company and other companies that they're competitors they're going to comply with with the labor laws the labor laws out there are all still good the problem isn't the labor laws the problem is enforcement and management is, is picking away at all enforcement and there's going to be a challenge i'm sure in california come the next election to get rid of PAGA, you know, saying, oh, attorneys make too much money, therefore we should get rid of this. And it's just not true. If the protection is overwhelming under PAGA for the employees, and that's why California has prospered uh, much more than any other state in the country, because we sure. have good laws. Well, and, and here here's the deal. Here's what's really funny is if – Big companies uh, or companies in general, you know, whether you're an insurance company or I don't know, your landscape or whatever it is, if these companies just follow the law and or uh, do what is right, PAGA wouldn't exist. It would, there, there would be no cases. You're uh, correct because you have to have a violation, and these violations, I am telling you, they're out there, um, some of which may may be a little picky. I, I would, and I try not to bring those, but right. most of which are good ones for missing missing rest breaks, meal breaks, uh, working overtime without pay, uh, misclassification of employees, and those are the ones that I, that I look for. And, and yeah, what's happening is there may be attorneys out there that bring cases that are. Are a little too picky. They're, you know, not the company doesn't dot the i across the t. You know, there are some excesses that shouldn't happen. But as a worker, you're better off with a, a little, few excesses on the enforcement side versus overwhelming massive excesses on the management side. And that's the alternatives. And when you see that as the alternative, there really is no no doubt about the fact that you want. PAGA as as a law in your state 
and you want uh, the ability to bring class actions anywhere in the country for labor code violations in, in your state. Because that's all you have protecting you is the, uh, in a lot of states, is the Fair Labor Standards Act, which is the federal law. You can't even bring a claim under that in any of these states now because of, of the arbitration provisions. That's how tough it's, it's become. So without the law protecting you as a worker, your chances of, of protecting yourself are slim and none. Yeah. And so yeah. people need to get out there. And, you know, we, we're, every time we talk, we're getting closer to the elections and the primaries. And you need to vote for people who are, tell you and promise you that they're going to uh, protect labor and end this mandatory arbitration that we were facing now. Yeah, no, it's crazy. Uh, you know, and one of the things that I appreciate about, uh, about you, Norm, is the fact that you don't sit there and cry about, oh, it's unfair that we have this adversarial system. Your take is, hey, this is the system we have. Let's work within the confines of the system, right? It's an adversarial system, and if you want these results, you vote Republican. If you want these results, you vote Democrat. And ultimately, it's about – it's not really voting about Republican or Democrat. It's ultimately voting for what's in your best interest. It's it's what's going to put more money in your pocket, what's going to be better for your family. That's – you know what it's all about. Yeah, and I, I think you know, for, from my point of view, is it's what's going to be better for America. I mean, what's going to be better? Where you is it going to be a better country where companies are allowed to cheat to compete, or is it going to be a better comp, uh, country where there's an even playing field and everybody has a fair and equal opportunity as as a company to win? It's a win-win situation for companies and labor. If we have laws that can be enforced against violators without making it something that only the bureaucrats can bring, because at the end of the day, we all know about bureaucracies. They're, they're very large. They don't move well. They don't move fast. And they don't, they don't understand. By the time they understand what's going on, it's already too late. So the idea, and that's, that's what uh, companies and ma- that's what management relies on, that they're never going to get picked up. They're going to go through that stop sign every day, and no one's ever going to be there because it's, it's just that's the way life is for them. So that's what they want to do. And the, the, what we have to do is we have to vote, vote for those people that are going to protect us. Who, as a, as a worker, is going to protect the worker? And... By and large, today in this country at least, it's it's Democrats across the board. There's no protection being offered uh, by Republicans to labor. All the protection that they're they're offering is to management. So you have to think we're getting closer to these elections. I mean, the primaries in California are in March, March third. Right. And and people are out there, and you have to make sure you have somebody that can win. And uh, against the Republicans and someone that's going to protect your interest. And if you're management, you should vote for Republicans. I, I don't see anything wrong with that. And right now, management's winning. 
because they're convincing people that are laborers, people workers, that they should vote for Republicans for reasons other than what the economy is all about. And at the end of the day, it all comes down to the economy and putting food on your, your table and paying your rent and protecting yourself. And I submit those protections aren't out there being offered by the Republicans. We can make this a win-win situation with, with the way the Democrats want to handle it, which is to protect the labor and protect management that complies with the law. Absolutely. Noah Blumenthal, we're out of time, my friend. Always good to have you on the show. Looking forward to catching up with you next year. Next time you and I talk uh, on the show will be in uh, January of 2020. Man, this year has gone by fast, my friend. Yeah, it has, and a happy, healthy new year to you and all your listeners. And uh, we'll by next year, we'll have a little more insight on uh, who may be our next president. Absolutely, absolutely. Norm, have a great uh, uh, happy new year, great holidays. We'll talk to you soon, my friend. Same to you. Take care. All right. Good stuff there from attorney Norm Blumenthal. If you want to find out more about Norm, if you have questions about uh, some of the stuff that he talked about, you can go to BAMLawCA.com. That's BAM, B-A-M, LawCA.com. As always, my friends, let's share this episode with everyone we know. Let's help as many people as possible um, by uh, helping them understand what's happening out there. As always, my friends, remember you were created to succeed. Tune in Monday through Friday here on Money for Lunch. And check out our website at moneyforlunch.com.